Survivor chronicles the lives of 20 strangers stranded together in the middle of nowhere, forced to build and destroy their own new world. Over the course of several weeks, these island-dwelling men and women are locked in a physically and mentally exhausting battle to outwit, outplay, and outlast each other, voting each other out every three days at the terrible temple known as Tribal Council. After 39 days, one of these castaways will walk away as the sole survivor, in possession of the million-dollar prize that goes along with the coveted title. After only three days, one survivor will walk away from years of dreaming about this journey, months and months of surviving a grueling casting process, weeks and weeks of preparation for the game, days and days on lockdown, and the guarantee of more than a month away from everything and everyone they know and love, no matter how early they lose their life in the game, all for only three days of actual playtime. This season, someone else will become a first one out of sorts. The first one out to Ghost Island, the graveyard of bad survivor decisions, birthed from the ruins of nearly 20 years of broken dreams. This castaway's name will forever be etched in survivor history as Ghost Island's first guest. But in truth, another person was swinging from the monkey bars of this spooky playground before anyone else. This podcast series is the story of finding the season's first sacrifice to the fearsome survivor gods. It is also the story of an idiot and a moron. This is First One Out, and I am Ghost Zero. Survivor, Season 36, Day 2. If she had had it her way, Stephanie Gonzalez's first day in the game would have involved an elaborate pizza party for one. For now, while her second day in the game is sadly lacking in the red sauce department, it's perfectly pizza party-esque on Malolo Beach when I arrive. The entire tribe is gathered together in a circle, standing at the base of their shelter, trading stories, trading laughs. It takes a long time for them to disperse. Jonathan Hurley and Laurel Johnson hit the beach together, marching through the heavy sand, exchanging idle banter, snacking on fruit. Laurel's adoration for Survivor is at least rivaled by Jonathan's own, and it's not just being on Survivor that's putting a smile on the eastern Kentucky native's face. It's the full scope of being in Fiji, based on what he told me shortly before the game began. This is my first time out of the country, you know. Oh, is it? Yeah. How's is, that going? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm freaking out. You know, there are people reading their books and listening to their music. I'm fine just sitting there staring at the ocean and at the view. It's just, I, I'm just that type of person. Sure, it's, it's crazy. It's a big new experience for me, and I'm soaking it all in. Back at camp, a four-person squad heads off on a fishing expedition. Brendan Shapiro, Libby Vincek, Jacob Derwin, and Michael Yerger. Supplies are required for the outing, and the fishing faction makes sure to check in with the larger group that they're not stepping out of bounds. Guys, do you mind if we take the shoe basket for fish in case we get anything? We'll just put the shoes right here. I just want to make sure... Look, man, I'm voting out Jacob tonight because he moved my shoes. Can A6 get salmonella? My shoes no longer have basket to 
shoes. Yeah. Dude, people have been voted out for pettier things, I'm sure. Michael, Brendan, Libby, and Jacob make their move toward the ocean, searching through a spectacular rock formation along the water's edge, foraging for anything worth eating. It's slow work, plodding even, but the smile on everyone's faces makes one thing clear. Hard labor aside, this is Survivor, and Survivor is fun. Two days earlier, I'm not having fun. There's a different pizza party of sorts happening. A literal pizza party. And someone's invitation got lost in the tree mail. Have I mentioned yet that the entire Survivor press crew is currently on Cloud 9? Cloud 9 is the floating restaurant here in Fiji that was featured in Survivor Millennials vs. Gen X. It's when Zeke and Hannah and Brett and a couple of other people, I think Sunday was there, uh, Adam was there. They ate pizza on this floating restaurant. And I don't know if you know this about me, maybe you do, I love pizza. And I haven't had any pizza since April. It is currently June, it's June 2017, early June 2017. I haven't had pizza since April 2017 in an effort to slim down a little bit, get my body in a decent place to do well out here on Ghost Island. And my thinking was, well, I'll have pizza when I get to Cloud 9, but I'm not at Cloud 9. The entire Survivor press crew is at Cloud 9 because this was the only night that that made sense. So here I am like a total goober trying to make fire and failing miserably while everyone's eating pizza and having fun and jumping off a dock. That's such a classic Survivor thing. Like everything that you were planning for has just gone completely awry. You're planning on that beautiful slice of pizza and it just gets snatched away from you. And your entire tribe is having fun while you're suffering on your own. Stranded on Ghost Island, suffering all alone without a single slice of pizza for company. Not even a piece of crust. Poor me. Literally nothing worse could possibly happen to any of the actual survivors in the 39 days ahead. Certainly not to the first one out. Just sitting next to her for 10 minutes one day this week, I'm just like, no, you gotta go. He's just one of those people that just being around him is annoying. I feel like he's gonna be somebody who's gonna be kind of sneaky, you know, feel like you have his trust and he's gonna be like, oh, I'm just blindsided you, sorry. They, they won't be able to resist rooting for him. And he's so likable. You want that guy to do well. That's Miss Dominant Walk. He's a fanboy. I know, I, I, I feel like I know this guy. For The Hollywood Reporter, in collaboration with Rob Has a Podcast, I'm Josh Wickler. This is First One Out, Ghost Zero. Chapter 4, The Ocean Moves. Pizza can wait. For now, we feast on Survivor. The next four players we'll focus on are happily eating their share of the experience. For some, Survivor is a relatively new taste, 
albeit one that was quickly and easily acquired. For others, Survivor is the culmination of years and years of dreams, vivid fantasies about sinking their feet into the beach, feeling the ocean wash in, drifting deeper into the sand. Survivor was not a dream come true for Libby Vincek, Texas born and raised. Instead, it was an opportunity that landed in her lap. And that's not going to come as a surprise to some of her fellow competitors, based on their initial reads. I think that she's a supermodel type. I'm not sure she knows the game. I don't know what she's doing here. Um, her priorities seem to be looking good at Ponderosa, so hopefully she's easy to beat. She wears a lot of makeup. Okay. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, it's we're on Survivor, so I don't really know. I feel like that's maybe more Bachelor. Right. So... I've been calling her Gladwell because she's reading David and Goliath by Malcolm Gladwell. And um, part of me, <laughs> it's, it's kind of embarrassing, but part of me is like, oh, she's, she's, she's not just pretty. She's also intelligent. She's a, she's a reader. She's, she's looking to, to, to really think about people. And the other half of me is like, she's not actually reading it. She's trying to fake us all out. <laughs> Once again, apologies in the future. Uh, I'm sure we'll be great friends. No, um... She, honestly, she scares me a little bit because she's one of those people who's making eyebrows at everybody. She's the one, like, you know, if you look at her a little bit, she goes, oh. And she's doing it to everybody. So, like, her and some of the other clearly beach people who are here are going to click immediately, and it's going to come down to the rest of us to kind of break that up, I think. What can I say about her? It looks like she's been eyeing the dude with the giant dude that I don't like. And um, they, they seem like they could be Barbie and Ken together, in which case I have to get one or both of them out of here. The giant dude Wendell doesn't like is none other than Chris Noble. And ironically enough, given that Wendell views Libby as Barbie, Libby views Chris as a Mattel figure as well. Ah, uh, Ken. He, Ken, I, did you say? Yeah, I kind of named him Ken. You know, he's poor guy. You know, like, Ken, I feel bad because Ken there, he, like, hates being called Ken, you know, Ken Barbie. Right. But, like, this dude totally would love it. I kind of feel like you'd be like, dude, you're hot. He'd be like, I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> That's the vibe you're getting from him. Yeah, you know, like, he kind of just jumps in line to eat first or, like, sit in front of us. And we're like, dude, you're, like, six foot everything. Like, why why don't you sit behind us? You know? Amazing. For his part, Ken is all about Barbie's prospects in the game. Uh, she's she's a flirt. I think she's going to be a lot like poverty. I think she's going to flirt to get what she wants. She's going to, you know, I think she might be able to bring some some attributes to the actual game other than flirting. I mean... Poverty was still good at challenges and, you know, she wasn't dumb. You know, she was witty. I think she's going to be the same thing. I think she's going to be witty. I think she's going to actually bring some good qualities of the tribe, all of which will keep her around. And she's probably a decent athlete. She's got a great body. Um, I could easily see her making it to the five if she plays her cards right. Credit where it's due. After speaking with Libby, I feel the same way about her chances in the game as Chris. Libby is charming. She has a magnetic gaze. She makes you want to be her friend. And she makes it clear that while she's not a longtime Survivor superfan, she's a recent Survivor superfan. Someone who has taken her studying sessions very seriously. Will she understand every single Survivor reference littered throughout Ghost Island? Probably not. Full disclosure, some of the relics in art design went over my head. And I've been a dedicated Survivor obsessive since the earliest days of the show. The way Libby speaks about the game and the charm she displays as she speaks about it reinforces an idea that many of us superfans are reluctant to admit. Sometimes, the recruit is just as powerful as the diehard. See Earl Cole for further reference, and for a confusing comparison to Libby. My full interview with Libby, president of the Andrea Belke fan club, 
after these thoughts from Probst. Libby reminds me a lot of Andrea Belke. In that, when Andrea was first on the show, we liked her, but we weren't sure. Is she going to, you know, stand up and be counted or fall over? And Libby, I feel the same way. I, I could see Libby being a perennial returning player, and I don't know anything about her. And yet, if she got slammed in the second episode, I'd say, all right, well, that's okay. You can try again. Hi, I'm Libby. Nice to, nice meet, to meet you. Me. How are you? Doing good. Doing okay? Yeah. Enjoying the heat? Yeah, actually, you know, <laughs> I'm much more of a heat kind of person rather than, than cold. a cold. So I'm not, I've heard you're only supposed to complain about one kind of weather, so. You have to pick. Yeah, I'd rather complain about the cold. I'm a professional at that, so stick to what you're good at, right? Cool, good stuff. <laughs> so tell me who you are and why you're here. I am Libby. I'm 24. I'm from Texas. I'm here to win Soul Survivor. So what brought you to Survivor? Um, I'd like to say God because I am not a super fan. I didn't grow up thinking this is going to be a goal. This is a dream of mine. Um, it kind of fell into my lap whenever I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And then here came this opportunity and it just kind of happened, you know, just one day, one step kept getting me closer and closer to this and I feel like I've been preparing my whole life for it and I didn't even know it. So how did it start to happen? Like how does an opportunity <laughs> like Survivor come to you? Um, you have to know people who happen to think that you're good for the job, uh -huh. you know? And, um, and I've always been the kind of person who's really outgoing and really adventurous and athletic and healthy and like you know I'm always in like social media stuff and uh and that's how they kind of found me and they were like hey what do you think about this would you want to do this and I was like hell yeah I'll do it and then I kind of kept that as my goal since then I guess it was since December was when it kind of happened and when it then, started becoming real yeah yeah and they were like okay fill this out send in a video let's see if we really like you come out to LA I was like holy shit this yeah. is happening I, I'm actually gonna do this and so yeah that's that's something that I mean I have a lot of friends who are super fans who are going to freak whenever they find out that I am doing this yeah yeah and so uh, it's kind of cool to be surrounded by super fans and then you become one whenever you're preparing for this. Yeah. It's such a great show. So did you dive into the show in order to prep for this? Definitely. You have to. You know, you have to dedicate your life to it. I mean, I, I would wake up watching it, eat watching it, straighten my hair and put on makeup watching it, drive, putting in the Bluetooth on. Like, I was just like soaked into this show. And I mean, it kind of, it kind of happened where I was like, this is my favorite show. How, why, how did I live life without it? You know? And so that's kind of how you have to, because you have to know the game in order. So to... what are your takeaways from it now that you've spent so much time with Survivor? What is Survivor? Survivor is, gosh, in one word or just... In, in however you view Survivor, like what does it mean to you? What is this game? Survivor what does it require? is this world and how it, how it really is, you know? And it's, all about timing, about how brave you're willing to be, how much courage you have. It takes out everything from everyone. And I haven't even done it yet. You get so soaked into the show and you're like, 
is this person going to do it? Is this person going to make this challenge? How in the world are they going to do this? And then like challenges where you're like, there's no way I could do this. And then they show you how they can do it. It's like you're given things in life where you don't really know if you can accomplish them. And Survivor shows everyone that life is unpredictable, but you can accomplish it. And that's kind of what I take away from it. And being able to play it is just the ultimate like, wow thing in life. Who are your favorite players? Who do you like and who do you want to play like? Uh, I really like Andrea. I really Have like... Have you seen her out here yet? Not yet. I'm she's so here. Excited. It's like, uh, I don't know. Are you going to be at, like, she's going to interview me. I'm like, uh, she's going to be like, who's your favorite survivor? I'm be like, you. That's <laughs> <laughs> like weird. Um, well, I what really, is it about Andrea that you like? Uh, I like her daring boldness. You know, she is a beautiful girl who really doesn't let her beauty distract anybody but she uses it to her advantage in some ways and in others she doesn't and you know it's she is someone who's very strategic and I really hope that you know like this game you don't you can't really prepare for it I don't know what kind of moves I'm going to make because I don't know the kind of people that are here there's only so much a first impression can do for people and so I really feel like she illustrated the fact that you know you can make big moves and you you can just think of them right then and there you know you don't have to be fully prepared and so it 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 gives me that sense of like okay I can do this too and um and you know I really like Kim I like how she kept on the DL the whole time she was just like this little snake that was like I'm gonna control everybody but nobody's gonna know and I think that was genius um I really like Chelsea too. You know, I totally grab a chicken by its head, and so like bring You're on the chicken. Yeah, okay with that. I can do it. I can do it. Uh, so I think, yeah, some of those girls are just—they're pretty awesome. You know, I—I'd like to say I love. I mean, Ozzy's just a dolphin. You know, you can just love to watch him play, and um, and like people like. I don't know, Ty climbing trees. And I mean, there's just so many people that you're like, wow, it's my turn now that like I get to, what am I going to do to make people say, I really liked Livy. I really want to play like her. It's like pressure's on. What are you going to do? You know, you'll have 39 (laughs) days to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I will. So who are you outside of Survivor? What is your life all about outside of this thing? I am a small town girl. I work with, I work in promotional sales and PR. I actually just started a new job. And so I'm a PR specialist. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I'm from Texas, but I live in Georgia now. And um, like I just moved there and I get to start my job once I get back. So I got the boss's approval. Um, But yeah, you know, I am I'm a down home country girl that can adapt to her surroundings. I love New York City. I love city life, too. I love the beach. You know, I just kind of I'm an adventure because I've had so many different jobs and um, and I keep them all too. So I have all these different jobs and I still do that. So uh, that's really fun. I'm a big sister. Um, my brother and sister are everything to me and, um, and my faith in God is above all else. Like I, that's what I feel like I'm gonna get to bring to this show and, and my group especially like I feel like there are quite a few Christians though you know you notice people like praying for meals or their necklaces yeah yeah and uh so it's really nice you know we're gonna get to have that that uh I won't be like oh she's the godly girl you know at least like that won't be something that'll be something 
for my strength and I feel sorry for people who don't get to bring that but I know that I won't be alone in that so yeah that's me that's cool mm -hmm. so walk me through your ideal first day of this game you know the game begins something I do every you're, day you're oh with you're with your tribe it's mm -hmm. on it's officially on if that day goes perfectly how does it go for you you know, is this after we've already collected everything? Yeah, the game yeah. is on. Yeah, okay, the game yeah. is afoot. Okay, so we are we're we made it to the island, we have our tribe, we're all really excited, you know. Ideally we start building a shelter and everybody really cooperates. You know, you don't have to, I mean, it'd be nice if somebody is really like against it because that'll be easy to vote them off. So, I mean, ideally there will be somebody who, who doesn't really participate or complains because it'll make it easier on some of our lives uh, because I don't mind doing the work um, ideally we're gonna build a really cool shelter it's not gonna rain <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we start collecting like firewood and um, and just starting to really make it somewhat of a home and more comfortable for everybody to live because I think that a a really comfortable environment's going to make a lot make it a lot easier to think and you know to see people who they who they are and um i mean the uncomfortable also brings it out so ideally i think that just having that teamwork but maybe somebody off to the side not cooperating and then um i find an idol collecting all the firewood well i was just about to ask mm -hmm. what your thoughts on idols advantages yeah. are all you of know that. they're bittersweet to to have because then you're like shit i found this idol i'm gonna be safe unless i play it wrong and i think over and over every day like if i find an idol am i going to use it on myself or am i going to use it on somebody else like how am i going to do this i have to make a big move and sometimes when you find those things you're like damn it gotta make something really good out of this and uh so i feel like I'd love to find one, but it'll be bittersweet because, I mean, obviously people are like, why, Libby, that's going to be great to have. But I think that people, when you use it wrong, you totally ruin your whole game. So it's a it's big pressure move. With I, great I, power comes great responsibility. Yes, exactly. I've heard that before. Yes. Um, how do you feel about the survival aspect of it? Do you feel comfortable out here? Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's mind over matter. I think that it'll be a really good chance for me to show that I'm not just a pretty face, you know, oh, you know, we have to take care of the princess or right. somebody like that. I I feel comfortable out here. I know how to make fire. I'm not gonna throw it in anybody's faces where I'm like, oh, I know how to do this, I know how to do that. Subtly, like, I plan to just keep my talents only when necessary to show them, you know, and, um, but I think that definitely it'll be, it'll be hard. I mean, seeing all those, having bug bites and it raining and I mean, that's the ultimate challenge, but like, that's why we're out here, you yeah. know, to conquer the ultimate challenges. Indeed. So I'm curious about this. I mean, people enter Survivor with all of their different, you know, worldviews and their different sets of uh, how how far they're willing to go in this game. Right. Like there are people who come out here and they're like, I will swear on my kid. You know, mm -hmm. there's, you know, that's like the, the big Tony thing. Oh, yeah. um, there are there are people who will come out here and say, I am going to play a very loyal, uh, honorable game. I'm going to play very firmly within these lines. How do you feel? Are there lines that you're not willing to cross out here or is this just a game? Right. No, I think that there are definitely lines that I would not cross. You know, like I feel like in order to win this game, you have to know where your lines are because that's what makes you a person that the other players will admire and the jury will admire. I think that Game Changers was one 
one way that some people viewed it differently, you know, like your game changers, you have to change the game. I feel like, yeah, each season has to get bigger and better, but I don't feel like being hurtful, swearing on my brother and sister or my family or, um, or, you know, just being a bully or, I mean, I did accidentally say I'd backstab my best friend, but that was like one of those really super fast questionnaires. And I was like, uh, only if we were like the final four, I would have to backstab her because I'd be like, sorry, girlfriend, if this is me or you, it's a million bucks and a title. I got to go for me. But I would not like, I know that so many people are watching this and I think that it's a way to show that you can conquer this huge challenge and win this title by also being somewhat of a good person because you have to be able to have people trust you and get you further. Um, I think that if you're just a bully and you're mean and somehow you make it to the final three, I don't think people will appreciate that very much. And so I don't think that you would win. So I think that like those are lines, not only I wouldn't, I wouldn't cross because that's not me. I'm going to try and stay true to myself but also I feel like you would you would lose. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it's like both things. It's yeah. Like not even good for your game. Right. Um, how are you at losing? Uh, and I mean that in terms of like, if you get blindsided in an incredible way, where yeah. it's just like, it's clearly like they just played so well and they just yeah. got you. Are you going to be able to respect that or are you going to be it's, burned? Like, does game God. respect game with you? You know, it is the... I have to say it's the game you have to be like bravo guys but man I hate you so much but like I'm pissed but I love it because I got blindsided you know like you have to appreciate the game and you have to appreciate the players and I I am not the worst loser like I have to accept it I'll pretty much beat myself up a few days lose a little sleep over it and then like you know what as long as you played hard and you appreciate the way you played then that's all you can do you can't really say Jeff, put me back on this game right now so I can beat everybody up. You, you know, you got to accept it. It is what it is, right? Yeah. It is what it is indeed. And what it is for Donathan Hurley is a dream come true. Donathan, not Jonathan and not Donovan, is a survivor diehard. He has lived in eastern Kentucky his entire life. And in eastern Kentucky, he has spent years and years and years dreaming about Survivor picking the show apart, plucking pearls of wisdom from every viewing with the hope that one day he would find himself on the sand-strewn road toward the sole Survivor title. And it shows. Donathan is so into Survivor, he may as well be wearing his superfan status as a cologne, which isn't a bad idea, by the way. You could bottle it up and call it buff. He's a fanboy. I know. I, I, I feel like I know this guy. I feel like this is a guy. You feel like you can smell your own? I, <laughs> I mean, we're, I think, not to be rude to him, I think we're the two guys out here who aren't as in good a shape as everybody else. Um, so I hope he's able to handle his own, because I'd love to work with him. Because um, he seems seems like a nice guy. He's kind of a little bit reserved. He doesn't, like, make a lot of eye contact with everybody. But, you know, I can tell he's a fanboy. Um, I like that guy. I feel like he's a super fan like me. Um, he seems really excited to be here, and he's been very friendly and open and always smiling. So... I would like to work with him. He seems really sweet and funny. Um, he's just always got a pep in his stuff. <laughs> I think he's really stoked to be here. <laughs> uh, that That's another guy I worry about, um, kind of like the Ivy League guy we mentioned. I, he looks like he's a student of the game, sizing everybody up, sizing me up. Um, and I've had a hard time, at least with looks, you know, connecting with him. There's a childlike wonder about Donathan. If you know anything about him, it's not hard to understand why. 
Fiji is a world away from eastern Kentucky, and Donathan is rightfully in awe of the experience. No, I'm okay, honey. I ain't never... This is my first time out of the country, you know? Oh, is it? Yeah. How's that going? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> like, I'm freaking out. You know, there are people reading their books and listening to music. I'm fine just sitting there staring at the ocean and at the view. It's just... I, I'm just that type of person. Sure, it's, it's crazy. It's a big new experience for me, and I'm soaking it all in. Well, congratulations on that, <laughs> just you. to begin with. I survived the flight. Yeah, you survived <laughs> the flight. You made it. This is a hell of a first stop out oh, of the yeah. country. Hopefully uh, the first of many. Donathan has every reason in the world to be excited about his present adventure. And he's certainly wearing that excitement all over his face for everyone around him to see. Um, very sweet, very sincere. I think he's impressionable. I think he's slightly intimidated. Um, so I definitely could use him, but I would be wary, and not because he's not loyal, but just because he wants to be loyal to everybody and not hurt anybody's feelings. I think I can work him. I think he'll play it safe. He's going to play it really safe. He's not going to want to push too many people or like rub people the wrong way. And I can totally use somebody like that. I like him. He's a sweet guy. You know, he just, he, uh, I feel like he's going to be somebody who's going to be kind of sneaky, you know, feel like you have his trust and he's going to be like, oh, I'm just blindsided you. Sorry. And just like say it with straight face. So you have to be careful. I feel like I have to be careful around him, but we already kind of like smile at each other. So got to be careful though. At least though. good vibes for yeah, now. Yeah. Yeah. Good vibes for now. Uh-huh. For what it's worth, one of the reasons why Donathan is smiling so much, he genuinely likes the group that he sees. So what do you think of the cast so far? What do you think of the big group the just big overall? The big picture of their group were very attractive, very, you know, athletic. And it seems like I think of millennials versus Gen X. It seems like I think we're going to be a group that kind of flows after the game. We're not going to be as bitter probably like Kageon was and stuff like that. I hope. That's my intentions and that's my impression, first of all. You think that this is a group that will view the game the same way yeah, and walk away as, as, it, as it is just a game yeah. and not nothing too personal. Unless you know, but the game hasn't started yet. It's hard to tell. Yeah, he'll find out. Right. Well, I love Donathan. I love Donathan because one of the things Survivor offers is this adventure, this once in a lifetime adventure. And some people come on Survivor and it's a great adventure, but you can tell they're going to have other great adventures. Donathan's never had anything like this. He spent most of his life in that town, taking care of others, taking care of his family, looking out for everybody else. And as you noted, living a life that isn't, he can't fully be himself because it's not accepted. And there's not even that world there for him to socialize in. So for him to take this big of a leap and say, when I finally go, I'm going big, I'm doing Survivor. I don't know how people won't, they, they won't be able to resist rooting for him. And he's so likable. You want that guy to do well, and you want him to win, and then you want him to take care of his family, but take some more vacations to Hollywood or somewhere else, New York, a big city where he can find a life that he can thrive in. So I hope this is the first of a really cool journey for him. That's the exact thing I said to him in the interview. And really? It's like, I'm glad that Fiji is your first stop. Pretty big, like, breaking out of your hometown adventure, but travel a little bit. You'll see the world. You'll oh, that's it. cool. It'll be great. 
All right, so who are you and what are you doing here? Um, I'm Donathan. I'm here to play Survivor. <laughs> yeah, so how'd you get out here? Tell me everything. I applied online and got an email two days later saying, hey, I'm interested in you. I want to hear back from you. Fill an application out. So I filled it out and waited a few, got a phone call and went really, really well. I talked to a Kentucky girl on the other side and just like that, connected Penny and uh, got flew out to LA after a few paperwork signs and pretty much I guess killed it from what I've heard you yeah know? Well, two days later that's not a bad turnaround that's not, sure ain't I, yeah. I about fell to the floor when I did so you you're a fan right like, oh super super fan watched every episode every nook and cranny has been observed and studied and I'm out here ready to, to apply all that and kill it what is it about Survivor that gets you going uh just the physical aspects of it you know i'm a real skinny guy so people's just gonna think oh he's crony he ain't gonna be able to do anything but I, i'm athletic you know more in the sense of you're balance, a dancer right dancer cheer and I, tr I ran track against some real fast guys and kept right up there with them and you know i'm adventurous i live in eastern kentucky mountains and things and there's nicks and crannies in the mountains too you got to work around because i ginseng so I go around exploring and hunting for those plants to dig up and you know I'm just a really well-rounded individual when it comes to being adventurous. So you like the physical aspect. Oh yeah, so you're definitely a big the physical, but I am also into the, the social aspect because you know where I'm from I, I'm, I'm a big, big social butterfly. Yeah. But where I'm from though it doesn't really help me because I am a, a, a gay guy and where I'm from it's very conservative. Yeah. So I've had to always kind of lay low in a sense, but it's also taught me to keep my eyes open and sometimes you gotta keep your eyes open and your mouth shut. And that's exactly what I've had to do at times. And I think that would help me when I get out here messing with all these crazies. Yeah, well, I was going to say, do you think that that is kind of almost in its own way, like a training ground for such a huge social oh, game like it, this? it was the training ground for me. Yeah, what was life like growing up? And uh, my life was pleasant, you know. I, I, I've always been, you know, living below the poverty line a little bit, but my mom and my grandmother never, you know, they sacrificed so that I could have. And this is why I'm out here to try to pay them back you know if I win the million yeah so why are you gonna be the guy who wins uh, because I'm awesome no. <laughs> wouldn't it no. be great if that was like, the only I know, qualification I know. <laughs> yeah. but no I definitely am uh, social savvy I guess I can say I'm always you know like I said got my eyes open and I've learned to interact with people because I've had to in the sense that you know this person may not like me but well how am i going to wiggle my way in to get them to like me and that's been my biggest focus and key living in eastern kentucky is exactly that yeah so tell me some of the people that you like on survivor like who are some of your favorite players? um some of my favorite ones are the kind of the ones that lay low i like sheree you know she was a big you know fish out of the water story in exile so you know seeing her do what she did is like an inspiration for me because i feel like that would be my journey out here I'm not someone that's going to be brute strength, you know. I'm going to have my times where I might disappoint my tribe, and I'm self-aware enough to know that. But I'm going to be there for other aspects, and hopefully I'll be able to, to show that, and, you know, and, and hopefully that will you just be like, hey, you know, we like you, and we want you to stick around. <laughs> so Suri is your is the person Suri you, is the you number want to play one. like but her? Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Me and her's just a day apart when it comes to our birthdays. She's July 18th, and I'm July 19th. Okay. So I'm really into, like, the Zodiac and stuff, too. So I'm definitely right there in that Cancer Leo aspect. You know, a little bit of water, I can flow, but you light me up, I'm fire. There you go. <laughs> awesome. Who don't you like? Like, what kind of survivor game are you Oh, I got like, one. Give me the one. Colton. 
Okay. I don't like Colton because he had one opportunity to really show people what it's like to, he did have his moment where he's about to fire and cried, you know, and it's kind of heart touching, but he had a job to do for people to represent me the way I was. And he had a, such a black cloud over a uh, gay Southern. So I'm kind of here to bring the white light. I want to be a light for people that are growing up, you know, even from a young age to even if they're older, still in the closet to, you know, just break free and live life. It's, so, it's life short. So you feel a responsibility, like yeah, a social responsibility. I'm definitely like a, a, a leader in a sense for that community. And that's exactly why I'm here. I would like to share my story of how I've grew up since age of 13, being out and gay and then being able to cheer and dance in a very conservative place, you know, shaking my ass in front of all the conservatives and stuff. And How did they react to that? Were they cool? Jaws were on the floor at first, <laughs> but then after a while they had come around to it and it, and that's another thing, you know, I, I, I did change minds for some people. They, you know, come to accept me and that was one of the biggest rewards out of all of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's certainly living in a time where as many minds as we can change. it was the 2000s, it was Bush era. It wasn't even Obama era yeah, yet. Yeah. You know, it was it was their time. Yeah. So uh, talk me through what like your ideal first day of the game is going to be like. You know, if things go perfectly, you get your boots on the ground, it's, it's go time, you're with your tribe, you're back at your beach. How does that first day of Survivor go for Donathan if it goes all the way perfect? The perfect day of Survivor is getting there, the weather's good. Uh, you got some hard workers, you know, I don't come I don't come out here to be lazy. I've always been a hard worker You know, I've had to be and I definitely want a good solid tribe That's really ready to get, to get their boots dirty and get out there and work You know, it's the first day is the most crucial day. It sets the tone for the rest Unless you know something happens you get swapped and end up on a more beautiful beach and maybe some better players with you and stuff, but the most ideal day is just everybody working hard and just getting along, at least for the first day. <laughs> What's your philosophy on idols and advantages and stuff like that? Are you going to be looking a lot or are you going to be all over well, the place? Well, here's the thing. I'm a ginsenger, so I'm always up in the mountains and I'm always scavenging and stuff. And it takes a lot of patience and a lot of time. So definitely going to be an idol hunter at the best ability as I can. I don't want to be like Ty. I get there and oh hell, they already spotting me out and right. you know trying to, you know. But he did get there. He got there. He, yeah, and he he got him and he got to the final three. You know. And he then the him. final four the other time. Yeah, in final four. You know, he, I killed it. <laughs> yeah. know, he, he's an idol king. You know, he's right there with Tony and Russell. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, definitely. You know, just getting out there, not being scared of the environment because I'm always around mountains and stuff anyway. So I definitely have that advantage of just not being scared of, of wandering around and sticking your hand in stuff and looking for them. You're not worried about that. <laughs> I'm not worried about that. <laughs> and I'll kick a tree and make sure it runs out before I stick <laughs> So I was going to say, like, survival-wise, you feel totally, totally confident. I'm not uh, saying I'm a, a mountain man, like, survival. You know, I am gay. You know, I do have a little, you know, flamboyant side to me, too. But, yeah, I'm not afraid to get down and dirty with the rest of them. It don't bother me at all. Cool. <laughs> so uh, people come into Survivor with, uh, you know, very specific codes of ethics in terms of like what they're willing to do and what they're willing to say and what lies they're willing to tell like Tony will swear on his badge or on his his kid or whatever uh, and then there are people who are you know like super loyal very honorable refuse to tell those kinds of lies where are you with all of that and uh, to distill it down further 
is it just a game or are there lines that cannot be crossed on survivor it is just a game i think if you can do what you can during the first 38 days and you get on day 39 and you are honest and you are up front and you really stand up for what you've done and you believe in yourself even if some things were bad i think a jury will really look at that and think you know hey this guy's really putting it out there he's being honest and i think that's what gets to people their votes it's just being upfront and honest about how they played. I'm not going to pour no Varner, you know. I'm not going to go that far, and I would hate to, anything like that to happen ever again. Yeah. But you know, it's Survivor. You know, you should expect stuff to happen that you know normally may not you you may not do in real life. So you're ready to lie at least. I'm ready to lie, Lord Jail, yeah, honey. I've been Eastern Kentucky has some of the best liars you ever met, <laughs> and you know I don't lie. I'm a really respectful person in real life, but. I, when I go into this game, it's game on. I'm not going to back down to anybody. I'm not bullable either. How are you as a loser? And I and I mean this in the sense of like, so let's say the worst happens and you get blindsided, but yeah. if you could get as objective about it as possible, it's just like, wow, that was a move. That was really mm -hmm. good. You guys really got I think got of me. Uh, Stephen Fishback, and he was just like, wow, good job, you guys. You know, you all had a great play. And that's how I am, you know. It's just a game. I'm here for the money, you know, but any type of money you know even if you get so far you get so i'm i'm satisfied i'm just happy to be here i can't believe you know that i applied first time and i'm here you know it's just a dream come true for me what was in your video how did you get their attention in in two days uh basically i was in the bathtub one night and see i'll, I'll back this up a little bit my grandmother had strokes right in okay. july and she started feeling better by the time november came around and you know i'm, I'm feeling good about myself and i'm glad she's doing okay I was just laying in the bathtub one night and just listening to the song I Feel It Coming by the weekend. I said, I need to go in there and try to do a video. So I went in there and put on a YouTube reel of like big moves from Survivor and just talked talk to the camera and like, hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm from. And, you know, I'm here. Re I'm ready to play. I'm not going to be some, you know, quitter or nothing. I'm here till the end if I can. And, you know, it, it just resonated with her, I guess, you know, and I'm here. What was the best advice you received before you came out here from anybody? Don't be clumsy. Don't be clumsy? <laughs> yeah. I do have my clumsy moments. Who told you that? My mom. Uh -huh. <laughs> She's like, don't you go out there and be clumsy. Like, you know, I'm real graceful, like, and, and I can walk a balance beam, not no other, but they're just... These I was going to say, clumsy would not be yeah, something I Yeah, like, but just like, if I'm just walking, like, my foot would catch something, I'm like, a flop. And she's like, they'll just think something of you if you're, like, head out of time. She's like, don't be clumsy. <laughs> Although maybe you can be clumsy and then throw people off yeah, the scent that you're... Yeah, I told her. I was like, well, yeah. let them think I'm clumsy. Let me get out there to challenge the shoulder asses. <laughs> yeah. What do your mom and your grandma think of all this? I know you're very close with them. What do they mm -hmm. think of you being out here oh, doing this? Oh, they just think it is the greatest thing in the world. They're just so tickled. They know all the things that I've been through and had to experience and, you know, struggles and things. They're just so excited to see people's faces when it comes out. And I, like I was telling some other person earlier, there's going to be an earthquake in eastern Kentucky when people find out that Donathan is going to be on Survivor. Hell yeah. And it's going to be people that's just falling on the floor and their jaws hit the floor. <laughs> it's just going to be one of the biggest things that's ever happened. And I just can't wait. And I can't wait to see faces. And I'm excited that it's me and not none of the rest of them. Back to Chris Noble and his Mr. and Mrs. Smith strategy. You know, the one where he wants to couple up with a fellow competitor and ride a showmance all the way to the end of the game? It's time to meet the woman of his survivor dreams, Stephanie Gonzalez. 
Now that girl, that's the that's that would be the Mrs. Smith. Okay, for me. tell me everything. I think I think she's you know probably either a Puerto Rican or yeah, my guess is Puerto Rican. My guess is from Florida, and uh, I'm from Florida, and I love Latinas, and Latinas love me, and uh, you know I don't have much of a vibe on it but I could I could easily see it being a very quick bond or it could even be too dangerous of a bond because I'm gonna want a middle school make out with her <laughs> right off the bat <laughs> like I'm just gonna want to grab her face and just like put my lips on hers I'm not even I'm not gonna turn this into something else but free advice rein it in yeah. if you can it yeah. is survivor yeah do it and in private exactly and so that's where the mr. and mrs. Smith thing would tie in I think it would be awesome and this is where my game-changing aspect would be great because look man hey we're out here 39 days I, I want to have fun with it too yeah. man and I want personally I think it's bullshit that there can't be a power couple I do I get it though okay but in all reality Let's say her and I hook up, we're a power couple. In reality, what's the difference between us being one and then you just have two good best friends or two you know, really close alliances that sleep next to each other too? In all reality, what's the difference? Okay, I get it from the eye perspective, okay? And that means a lot. Optics. But, but in all reality, look, if you don't think our vote's gonna change, those two votes aren't changing either. We've see, we see it all the time. So I think it'd be clever if you know, we, you know, let's say we we're on the initial tribe together all right and we were able to make that quick connection like a connection where i could just be like look you know damn right you and i cannot be seen too much together because they're gonna try and get rid of one of us real quick so let's go off this you know this this bond that we whatever bond who knows i could be making fantasies in my head but that's the fun of it and be like look let's do something crazy let you, you know, let me take you as, you know, you, you're my number two and I'm your number two. And let's just be intel for each other. We sneak back every now and then, you know, we have our 10, 15 minutes to where we solidify our relationship and keep that closeness, maybe make out a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> but, you know, something like that. I think it'd be really cool. You know, it's like, oh, I'm going to go grab sticks or I have like this sign language like, hey, hey. You know, for in 15 minutes, you know, meet me over by fucking pond or whatever. Right. And then I'm like, okay, here's the scoop. Make out. All right. Uh, all right. This is what's going to happen. You got to trust me. And then bam, part off. Don't talk for a day. It's n never been done. It's never been done in Survivor. And I think it would be awesome. I think it'd beat The Bachelor. It'd beat all that. Bachelorette. The fuck? This is CBS. This is Survivor. Let's add a little bit of flair, too, to it. Cool. Everyone, everyone loves romance. They you know who doesn't love Chris Noble's idea of romance? I'll give you one guess. Oh, God. Wax chess, um, just extremely cocky. Like, he puts on his little lotion. He goes outside, tans for four minutes on one side, four minutes on the other. Um, thinks he's the hot shit, and really, like, everyone looks at him like, oh, God, like, just get away from me. He's, <laughs> he's just one of those people that just being around him is annoying. You don't, you're not feeling it. At all. And he, like, it's funny because he looked at me the other day and he winked at me. Uh-huh. And I'm looking at him like, did I, let me replay this moment because you just winked my way. Like, I don't know how many girls that's gotten you, but let me just put you in a big F for failure right now. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie Gonzalez, living in Florida by way of Puerto Rico, 
is happy to hand out big Fs for failure as she sees fit. An occasional horse surgeon, which is an incredible job description, by the way. Stephanie feels more than comfortable sitting on her proverbial high horse, harshly judging the players around her. Here's what she thinks of future tribe mate Jenna Bowman. That's Miss Dominant Walk, yeah. Very dominant presence, um, stare downs, walks like she runs the place. I think it's going to hurt her game. Or I could be all wrong. She could be great. I mean, I don't know. But at this point, like, my perception is her is she's very dominant. She's going to try to play a kick-ass, super aggressive game, and it'll probably hurt her. She probably won't keep her mouth shut from what I can see in her attitude. She's very sassy. Here's what she thinks about the Naviti tribe's Angela Perkins. She's very sweet, but needs, um, really needs to be reassured. She was very fidgety, nervous, you know, just looking around. She's probably going to be easy to convince, probably going to play a very paranoid game, honestly. And here are her thoughts on fisherman extraordinaire Sebastian Knoll. That guy's something else. I think he had a little tiny crush on me. Okay. Lingered around me a lot, and I would move just to test it out and see if it was me or just thinking in my brain. Um, Sat at a table. Eventually, he worked his way to the table. Went to, like, the chairs over on the other side. Somehow, he was walking around. So, I mean, I sense that he's probably... Maybe I'm eye candy. To hear Stephanie Gonzalez tell it, she's keeping a close eye on everybody around her. To hear some of the other players tell it, she's not giving up much of anything at all. Chris Noble's glowing review notwithstanding. Uh, she's been, she's kind of a bit of a loner, actually. Like, um, she, she kind of keeps to herself. I mean, we all have to keep to ourselves, but she really keeps to herself. Uh, kind of separate from everybody else. So it'd be interesting to see if, if she plays it that way out here, she'll be in trouble. Uh, she seems hard-headed and stubborn. Okay. That's about all I got. She's like, never really smiles that much at anyone, just kind of like stares at you, and you're like, oh, what are you thinking about me? (sighs) The diva. I'm not a fan of hers. She seems moody. She seems like she's going to be annoying people early. Why I have that impression, I cannot tell you. Just sitting next to her for 10 minutes one day this week, I'm just like, no, you gotta go. Was she doing something specific? She's just, uh, 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 I'm like, oh, sorry. I'm sorry we invited you out here. I don't know. She's got some wacky tattoo. I don't know. You know, it could be anything. I could be completely wrong. Right. She could be a, a nun. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Spoiler alert. Stephanie Gonzalez is not a nun, but she is fun, a ton of fun. Through 11 interviews, she's easily one of my favorites of the session. And without question, she has the cast's best answer to my perfect first day question. Here's how Probst views her, and then you can gauge her for yourself. She's a shit talker, tomboy, seems like she knows how to work men, and, you know, works in her family business. A lot of what she does appears to rely on her ability to get somebody to stop and talk to her. So if all those skills are honed, those are great survivor skills. To be able to get, to be able to talk to somebody where they are and not have them always have to come to you. To be able to get them to stop and say yes, seems like a decent skill. All right, so hello. Hi. Tell me who you are and what you're doing here. 
Hi, so my name is Stephanie Gonzalez, um, and I'm here to win season 36 Soul Survivor. So Stephanie Gonzalez, winner of season 36 Survivor. Planting the flag now. <laughs> Absolutely. So how did you get hooked into all of this? Are you a big Survivor fan? I am. Survivor is one of those things. It's like, I've never done drugs, but I imagine like this is what probably drugs feels like when you're going into, sneaking into the bathroom trying to not wake up your dog and you're pulling up the CBS All Access and you're clicking and it's like, oh my God, I have to watch another. Before you know it, it's like what turned into finishing the um, episode um, just went for four hours and you just watched how many seasons, or how many episodes? <laughs> You've just binged like an you just half binged, a season exactly. at least. Exactly, and now it's six o'clock in the morning, you gotta get up and go to work. <laughs> so how much Survivor have you seen? Um, Almost every, um, season actually wow. almost yeah I started in Puerto Rico when I was young obviously um, watched a couple seasons and then moved to the United States and about a couple years ago I just went back on I don't watch TV but Survivor is the only thing that I'm like gotta watch my Survivor what is it about Survivor <laughs> that hooks you in it's the challenges it's what people go through it's the emotion the real stories behind the people it's everything from being able to connect to absolutely hating somebody but you can't get enough of them to watching somebody like JT who's just this like humble guy like rooting for him and then watching him it's just like experiencing that with everyone the highs with the lows and the winner in the end and like the most deserving person and just watching all of that it's like you were zoomed in it's like oh man i'm a sucker <laughs> <laughs> if you're a sucker then i'm a sucker as well uh who are your favorite players and who would you like to play like out here i think i'm a combination of a couple of people i know i probably will play a little bit with my heart as andrea does she kind of you know really connects with people on a more genuine level um, I like how enthusiastic and just over-the-top Zeke is about everything. I mean, he's just so, um, such a storyteller that you just feel like you're there and so vivid with everything he says and his emotions and interpretations of people. So he's a smart player. So I'll probably be a little more social player, like probably Zeke is probably one of my favorite social players. So probably maybe a little like Zeke. Um, I loved the first time it's Michaela played a badass game just because she's so, I mean, the girl's built like an ox. Yeah. And, but, you know, obviously the little telling everybody her plan at the end with the seashells didn't work out so hot. So. And also, like, look at your feet every once in a while is probably a good idea. Like, you just never know what's going to be down there. You really just don't. And I love that because that kind of coincides with my personality. You just never know what side of Stephanie you're going to get that day. So, so tell me the different sides of Stephanie. Tell me a bit about yourself. I am recently understanding how much of a badass I really okay, am. Okay, cool. I love that sentence. <laughs> so it's kind of crazy because I've gone through a lot of stuff in life and like my my end result is like, okay, Steph, you are a badass. Like you don't meet many girls that like to go fishing and like to go paintballing with the guys and can still go out and have a pizza and beer. And But then there's this like flip side where it's like, you know, heels and lipstick and hair done and makeup done and let's go dancing for the night. So... I have a very dynamic personality. I can kind of, I guess, guide my way to, depending on what my crowd looks like, I kind of, I can fit with any crowd. And you've discovered this recently. And I've discovered this recently. You know, I was working with the number one surgeon in the United States doing horse surgeries. Horse surgery? Horse surgeries. 
How does one get into horse surgery, being a horse surgeon? Well, when you live in Ocala, Florida, which is the horse capital of the world, you got to do something with horses. Okay. So on top of doing horse surgeries, I had actually taken care of 14 horses as well. And so I had, I calculated I was sleeping an average of like, I don't know, maybe 10 hours a week. Jeez. So I did that for almost four years. Um, 10 hours a week for four uh, yeah. years? Yeah, so... Yikes, man. So, you know, you go through that. Meanwhile, I was still very healthy and doing very well and still had a social life. And I kind of just realized, like, a lot of people can't do that. And I didn't sleep, and I'm, I'm still me, you know? It didn't destroy me. It kind of made me tougher. So I think any circumstances I am put under, I just kind of go to conquer and kick ass. How do you feel about your odds coming here into Survivor? I think that my odds are great. <laughs> um, I Just by analyzing a couple of personalities, I think that I am ready to take them all out. From the people that you, you see yourself out here Absolutely. with. What do you think of the cast as a whole? I think it's a great, I think it's a beautiful cast, first of all. I yeah. think they're all beautiful people um, appearance-wise. I know we've got some pretty boys on there. I'm damn sure I got more calluses on my hands than what they have on their hands. Um, I know there's, you got your Barbie girl, um, super worried about her looks, constantly fixing her hair, you know, very smiley, very flirtatious, pretty into herself. Then you've got Miss Dominant Presence type of girl, another blonde, of course. I don't think she was going to do too hot because she looks like she's going to play a pretty aggressive game just by the stare downs and the walk, the posture, just the body language I'm reading from her is super dominant and aggressive. And I think she's going to set herself up for failure yeah. pretty quickly into the game. Um, I sense the guy that's charming to the girls, just like I said, another pretty boy. Wax so you're doing chest. a lot of like spying and ponderosa Kinda, right now. I mean, absolutely. in a way, the game's kind of started, it's right? It's already started. I mean, you get off that plane and it's like, boom, what am I noticing? Um, two people are left-handed, so they use a different part of their brains. Um, six of them are watching what they eat, you know, lots of salads and so on and so forth. So then there's the one quirky guy with the curly hair. Love him. Anybody that does the air drums to a song is cool in my book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we're probably going to be Are you a musician? Friends. Can you tell if he's on beat? Um, I don't know if he's on beat, but frankly, I don't care if he's on beat. He's still cool. <laughs> That's awesome. So I would love to know what like your ideal first day of this game is going to be like. You know, the game begins, you get your feet down on the sand of the beach, you're with your tribe. How does that first day go if it goes perfectly for you? Perfectly for me. Okay. I don't know if you want to hear this. No, I would, are you kidding? Now <laughs> okay, I really okay. want to hear this. First day. All right. Jeff is like, all right, survivors. You know, he sets us off. We jump off the ship, we're swimming. Of course, I'm the leading the whole, you know, my 10 people. I'm leading everyone, I'm, I'm first, you know, maybe even like pulling the raft with them. Of course, like very heroic of me. Um, I built our fort, everyone's looking at me. Thank you so much, Stephanie. Wow, you're just amazing. Um, all of a sudden I find a pizza box like laying in the middle of nowhere, fresh like mushroom onion pizza. <laughs> 
So I take a bite of the pizza, it's, it's delicious, you know, and then there's like a margarita next to the pizza. So this is my perfect day. Um, I eat it all because I don't want to bring just, it back. Yeah, you of don't want to share no. it with anyone. No, 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 no. It, would be, it, it would be terrible for them. You know, pizza's yeah. bad for you, so yeah, I can't let them Yeah, it's not good for you. I can't. I You're can't. taking one for the team. I'm going to sacrifice my body and eat that whole pizza. Yes. And the margaritas, too. Yeah. cannot let them get Well, they're not going to be thinking clearly if they drink no, So You can handle it. So I got this, right? So, you know, I get back. People are like, Stephanie, thank you for eating that pizza. Um, we really appreciate we you. We really didn't want any. And then Dev comes out and he was like, guys, you know, this is all a joke. Um, Stephanie, I'm just going to give you that check right now. You just save won. Me the- yeah, so he's just going to save everyone the heartache. And I don't want people to get hurt. So he just hands over the check and he's like, here, put your name on it. And, you know, you I take do that it, dough. And I'm- Jeff Probst, he's telling oh, you yeah, it's yeah, you do. I mean, I- come on now, those dimples. You cannot <laughs> do what Jeff, come on, like, that's a given. <laughs> So it's like the check. an okay day. Yeah. You know, I've asked that question before, and like that's like the third best, you know, day. Basically, uh, I'm just kidding. You basically, know, I could throw like a couple things in that I didn't mention. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think of Probst? You know, to go from fan to being like one of Probst's players, what is that like? He is probably one of the coolest. I mean, I really have this incredible appreciation for how good he is to dig out the story from people. I mean, to sit at every tribal council, and it's like he's just orchestrates what everybody's feeling and puts it on the air things that you would normally not be comfortable saying to each other but you know he you sit in front of probes and you just like you can't it's like a it's a harmonic like he just gets everything everyone talking and things out in the open and that's good because a lot of those things you do need to know for a vote so it kind of works out so i I love the guy yeah no he's incredible and those dimples they really are amazing damn dimples they're really good (sighs) i'd love to know a little bit a little bit about your philosophy on survivor um you know there are there are people who come into this and there's just like no moral code you know i'll swear on my kid i'll swear on my my badge i'll do whatever dead grandma uh there are people who are like could not be further from that you know there are people who come in here and are just like i have my values i'm not going outside of that where are you with all of that? And do you think that there are lines in Survivor? So Survivor is kind of great in the sense that you see people go one way or the polar opposite. And I think where we need to be to, be, to win, and I you know, have to prove myself on this point, is you have to be almost right in the middle to where you're still human enough to make connections but you're not going to let those connections blur your decision at the end of the day like you're there for a goal and so when you have a goal that big you can't lose focus and stir away from it just because you get let let people's feelings get in the way so where i'm going with this is yes i want to connect with everybody and i want to make sure that i create a positive thought of myself in their brain but at the end of the day you gotta go so you gotta sit you know what i mean let's put you on the jury so then later you can give me your vote <laughs> yeah so you're comfortable with lying absolutely not a problem oh not a problem yeah yeah it's part of the game it's survivor you gotta lie no one's gonna be here's one million dollars for being completely honest at all times i'm like that's not gonna happen right um how are you at losing like if you if you were to get oh my god if, if you were to get blindsided and it's just like a no. massively awesome blindside no. how are you with that can losing. you are you can game respect game when it comes to you losing does not that word doesn't is not in my vocabulary i do not lose i cannot lose like this is i'm here to win so I will probably be a little butt hurt, but 
to be frank but you know i'll probably respect the person emphasis on probably i probably they might get my vote if if you know if they did a good enough job it has to be beautiful it's got to be orchestrated gorgeously for me to <laughs> have that respect towards them otherwise like no <laughs> Stephanie Gonzalez doesn't have the word lose in her vocabulary. It sounds like she would get along famously with Desiree Afouye of the Naviti tribe, a tough-as-nails individual in her own right, and someone who actually sees some kinship with Miss Gonzalez, based on first impressions alone. I think I can work with her. I, I, think, I think that we can put our heads together and really be uh, the terrible two. Like, we really can. So of all the people, you think she's the one that she, you want to see as, like, your closest partner? Right, she could be. Desiree is selective with her words. She sizes people up and cuts them down with ruthless efficiency. Here's her read on Dominic Abati. Oh, he... I don't trust him either. I don't, tr I don't trust anyone, to be honest, but he he can't even smile. Like, it's hard for him to smile. So I know... Like, if he tries to befriend me, it's, like, all fake. It's, it's totally fake. Here's her read on Kellen Bechtold. I like her. I think she's going to be really smart, but she's also going to be another one that plays it safe. She's not going to do too much. She doesn't mind being in the shadows, and that's what I want. Here's her read on Libby Vincek. Oh, she's the devil in the red dress. Okay. Yes. She, she has this smile that will lure you in, but she is super, super sneaky and venomous. How can you tell? I can I can just see it in her eyes. I can see it in people's eyes when they smile or they look at me. I know what's really going on. You know what's happening. Yeah. Here's her read on Wendell Holland. I think I can work with him too. I just have to I have to speak to him and see where his head is at. What are you getting from him right now? Um I'm getting mixed signals. But he's very he's very polite and that could just be to win me over. But We'll see when I talk to him. And here's her read on Chelsea Townsend. That one. She can't even hide the fact that she's going to stab you in the back. She, yeah? Yeah, she can't even hide it. She, I know she's she's here to get her hands dirty and get blood on her hands. How can you tell? I can just, I, I see it in the eyes. I'm a good reader of people. You can just sense it. Yeah. Desiree makes no qualms about it. She's judging books by their cover, staring so deep at the artwork that she can read the entire text within. That steady gaze is causing several of the other players to scratch their heads when it comes to judging Desiree in kind. Um, quiet, um, once again, very observant. Um, she's probably slow to warm up. She's just now starting to smile and give nonverbal cues. So she's, she's definitely a slow to roll type person to warm up to. Oh, she's so quiet. She's, she's hard to read. I, I don't, um... She's not very engaging. Um, I don't know if it's that she's just more introverted or if she's just bitchy. I, I'm not really that sure yet. I don't have a good read on her because she doesn't engage. I'm having a little tough time with her. She is n not really giving me anything. She's, oh, I'm trying, I'm, eh, not, I, I, not, head down, head down, head down. So I don't know, stone, again, I, I but when they, when they don't have any, uh, any movement at all to me it's either it's either uh an arrogance or it's fear and i'm with her i think it's more fear uh she's another one that seems like she's quiet which could be completely wrong but 
she just is always kind of off by herself doing her own thing but you never know once you, once you meet people it could right. be a whole new ball game um you know to be honest i've not really gotten a good feeling from her um and uh, Maybe it's just that she doesn't want anything to do with me, but she uh, she seems a little bitchy, to be honest. Really? Yeah. She's just not putting anything out there? Yeah. It, well, and just, yeah, she's, you know, kind of got the attitude with it, and, and I'm sure she's great. You know, what kind of attitude? Just, I don't know, a little snooty, just, not, you know, maybe better than, than other people not wanting anything to do with you. Yeah. So, we'll see. Um, she, I, I feel like she might be somebody who is um, going to surprise us, but she's very focused she's just she doesn't care about anybody else around it right now so i think she's getting into the game mm-hmm. you think she's in her own world yeah yeah if if i had to make a big move it would be like like you know something that i might would ha- have to surprisingly align with her because it would be so unexpected of me because we already seem so opposite the unexpected desiree afuye our last interview of the chapter following these words from probst desiree is a definitely a threat to win this game and I don't think I really appreciated that in casting as much as some other people did but the more I talk to her the more I realize she's super young but does not come across that way really bright but you might not guess it athletically gifted you might know looking at her but those are some really great skills and she's playing with a lot of people in her age range that she could do really well with she would be a delightful winner and I think people are going to like her how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. You're feeling okay? Yes. Hot? Hot. <laughs> Rubbed up. Toasty. Yeah. So tell me who you are and how you got out here. I am Desiree. I'm 21 years old and I'm from New York. And I got out here, I think it just fell into my lap. Like it was kind of meant to be. I spoke to a casting producer, auditioned, and they loved me. And fortunately for me, I didn't have to wait a long time like some super fans, you know, they have to wait years. It just fell into my lap. It just all fell into place. Were you a survivor person at all before that? I was a survivor person, but I wouldn't be able to call myself a super fan. You know, I like kind of weaned off it and then I got back to it and I was like, why did I wean off this? Like, this was awesome. And I'm just happy to be playing it, to actually be a a player in this game yeah so what drew you to this obviously the opportunity comes your way but yeah. what makes you say yes it's like I can do this I should do this I've been through so much just in my regular life and it's kind of like in a weird way prepared me for survivor without me even knowing like that's what I was doing you know I've been without food you know I've been in times where I'm just alone and have to just reflect on myself and been through physical challenges and a lot of things that normal 21-year-olds don't face, I face them already. And I think I'm prepared. It all prepared me for Survivor. Yeah. I read a little bit about that in your bio. Can you tell me a little bit more about that story? Yeah. Okay. So I, my freshman year of college, I was moving out and I got, I landed an internship and it was my first paid internship in New York. And I'm like, this. doing what? Uh, it was exponential marketing. And I'm like, this is, like, this is my chance. This is my shot. This is how I get my foot in the door in the communications field. So I can't let this up. And the only way I could really do this was to stay in the area I was at. You know, all my friends in college, they lived in different states. So if I were to stay with them, it would be in a different state. And I didn't have anywhere to live in New York. So the only place I could stay was in my car. 
and I had to do that and go to this paid internship where my coworkers and my supervisors were all rich. They talked about going on trips and they talked about, you know, living the lavish and I'm living in my car and nobody knows it. But I knew I knew what the end goal was, so I was okay with it. And that sort of prepared me for this. Like I know what the end goal is, so I'm okay with being hungry. I'm okay with not having cool air and not having music and not having social media like all the other 21 year olds i'm cool with it yeah you can live without that yeah, stuff right you're not addicted to social media yeah. like the rest of us i'm not a terrible to people social media. right exactly <laughs> we live in a weird world yeah you know where everyone's one click away from each other now right yeah it's it's messed up um so what is it about survivor specifically that you appreciate that you enjoy this game what is it that you're excited to get into I'm totally excited to get into the scheming. I just, it's so fascinating to me. Like you have to be, you have to be smart. You have to think two steps ahead. And I really love that. Like I'm ready to dive into that, get my hands dirty. You know, I'm ready. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people come into Survivor and they have, you know, very specific views of like how far you can go and uh, what lines exist. And some people say there are no lines. Like there's like Tony who swears on his police badge and swears on his kid. Uh, or there's, you know, somebody who's like, I'm going to be very honorable and loyal and integrity matters more than everything. What's your view on this? Uh, are there such things as lines in Survivor? I feel like if you're coming to into Survivor with lines, you're on the wrong show. Like, you have to be on the wrong show. People that are honorable, you look at Wu. Wu went all the way to the end with Tony, who had no lines, and Tony beat him. And he chose Tony, being honorable. It's all about the game you're playing, and Survivor is not a game you play safe. You play hard, you play opposite of how you live. You know, a lot of these people are nice people when you actually meet them. But on Survivor, I, I can't be nice. I can't afford to. Yeah. Right. What's your ideal first day of this season? You know, you get out there, the game begins, you go back to your camp. If that day goes perfectly, what does that day look like for you? The day going perfect looks like everybody all smiles. You know, the shelter gets built right away. I'm not playing any games. I don't want to be stuck in the rain. No, shelter gets built. We also find some food. You know, we got some food for a few days. You know, it's cool. That's that's good survival life to me. Yeah. Just a good house, good food, cool. What about in terms of idols and advantages and stuff oh. like that? Are you looking around? Are you going to be I, crawling for that stuff? I'm going to be looking. I'm going to be searching. I'm going to be high and low, okay? I'm going to I'm going to try to get my hands on this idol. Not only to play it for me, but I think I could use it strategically to play it on somebody else and get them to trust me. If I play an idol on someone else, they'll really trust me. Yeah. And then I got a friend. There you go. Friends yeah. are good out here. Friends are good. So that you can stab them in the back later yes, on. Yes, of course. Come on. I, I need I need a friend because I need a vote. I need that. Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Probst? I think he's awesome. He is super pumped, super excited for this season. So am I. Like, every time I see him, I just get more excited and more amped up. Like, okay, I have to bring it. I have to make this season the best one yet. Yeah. Yeah. Have you given any thought to what they're going to throw at you? Do you have any predictions? I think the theme for this season is beauty, brains, and bronze. Yeah. Bronze, brains, beauty, yeah. Just by looking around at the cast? Yeah, just by looking at people, getting a sense of, like, who people are. I think I think that might be it. How do you feel about yourself with the challenges? I think that I'm going to do well. I'm going to definitely, as a tribe, I'm going to 
hold my own. I'm going to hold my weight. Nobody's going to look at me and be like, uh, we have to vote her out because she's not strong. No. Hopefully I'm on a tribe of all strong people. So we're all like, we don't lose at all. And mentally, I think that's where I'm going to trump people. Like I'm going to, I'm going to be triumphant because a lot of people haven't been through what I've been through. So mentally, I just got it. What do you think about the cast overall, just like as a group? Overall, I feel like a lot of people are young and that I can use to my advantage because one, the older people are gonna be looked at as a target because they're older. So they just don't really fit in with the younger people. But I have an old soul. So I feel like I can use my wiseness kind of, like with my old soul and use that to win. Cause young people, <laughs> millennials, we don't really think the smartest sometimes. We don't make the best decisions. But me having this like old mind, old soul, I think I can be calculated and make the right decisions at the right time. What do you think of where you are? I think it's amazing. You know, the last time I really traveled internationally was when I got sent to Nigeria because I was a bad kid. I was like a little rebel. Um, you were sent to Nigeria because you were a bad yes, kid. Can you tell I, me that story? Okay, so I was just a rebel without a cause. Like, I literally didn't have a reason for acting bad. I just wanted to be bad. I would bully little kids. I was the worst. It was it was very bad. I was troubled, I guess. So my parents were like, we cannot do anything to get this girl to act correctly. Like, just act civilized. And they were just like, okay, we're going to send you to Nigeria to live with your grandmother. And she's going to instill some responsibility and some manners into you. And that's exactly what it did. And I got to, like, I got to see the village life and see the responsibilities that my grandmother had on the daily. Like, how she had to put work into cooking food and cook food in this big wooden pot that she made and hammer the yams and be sweating and it was all fine for her she would do it with a smile so i just felt like wow if she can do this and she can feel this way why am i acting like this like why am i taking everything that i do have in america for granted so when i got back it was, i just had a new outlook on life yeah between like that and i mean really the story of like having to live out of your car you know to right. do that like you've been through a lot right. and now here you are in like one of like the top shows in the world yeah like what do you tell to somebody who's in the car right now like oh there's there's definitely light at the end of the tunnel joy cometh in the morning you have to before you're gonna get out of that hole before you're gonna get out that car your mind has to be out of there you're not gonna get out if you feel stuck you are never stuck ever look at the ocean look at life itself everything is not still the ocean moves there's waves nothing is still nothing is forever keep that in mind the ocean moves it's hard to complain about pizza when you hear poetry like that the ocean mover the pizza enthusiast the aspiring globetrotter the Southern Bell. Four more players in the ocean, and four more players waiting for the ocean to consume them as they face the sinking possibility of becoming the first one out. Oh, it would kill me. I I would just be so angry, but like, I, I mean, I can't even imagine. It would be pretty hard though, because like we have been preparing for this so long, and then all of a sudden you're, eliminated or you're voted off and you're like what did I just do all of this for 
But you know, it's all of this is a process too. You have to take away what it was. And I think that they've made this an experience so far and you have to appreciate the game. And you have to appreciate the players who were like, hey, you were not good enough. You have to, you know, just accept that. You should have worked harder, Yeah. you know? And so if it was me, I'd be like, what in the world did you do wrong? And then how could you make, like, you have to learn to accept that. Look back on what you did wrong and then be like, Libby, you, you sucked. <laughs> but it's not going to be me, so it doesn't matter. There you go. It wouldn't be that tough for me. Because I honestly feel like everything that happens is meant to be. Just how I landed on Survivor and this just fell in my lap, it was just meant to be. So if I'm going home first, it's meant to be. I may get invited back just like Francesca. You know, she was the first one. Yeah. She got invited back. So that may happen. Everything happens for a reason. If it's me, I would be so disappointed in myself beyond measure. I would feel like I'd let down a lot of Latino people and I don't want to do that like losing is not an option uh, it would be a heartbreaker at the first but I'm not a sore loser you know I'm three days in if that's what I experienced then that's what I experienced you know I'm going to be going to other places and, and still experiencing the world because I've always been in eastern Kentucky and one thing I can say I'm out here having a time of my life and there's there's just nothing better right now Donathan a lifelong fan of Survivor has a healthy attitude about how he would handle an early defeat. Another superfan on his tribe? To hear him tell it, he would take such a fate a bit more personally. That interview, and three more, in the next episode of First One Out. First One Out, Ghost Zero, is produced, written, and hosted by Josh Wiggler. That's me! It's a collaboration between The Hollywood Reporter and Rob has a podcast. Taryn Armstrong is our editor. He's also a robot. Ghost Drops, the theme of this podcast, is composed by Josh and Ben Wiggler, arranged by Nick Campbell, and performed by The Sun in the Room. Guitar interludes by Ben Wiggler. Go to THR.com slash Survivor for more Ghost Island coverage. Survivor returns February 28th. And Ghost Zero concludes March 1st. Next time on First One Out. That guy was born on Survivor Island. I mean, he's got this smile he cannot get rid of. When we pulled up to Ponderosa, I I, I thought he saw Jesus. Yeah, I feel like he's the guy who can really own a room, and uh, he might be very dangerous. She is like a highlighter. She runs around with all these bright colors. I, I nicknamed him Superfan Pro Man. She has the resting bitch face. He's here to play the game, and he's going to try and screw people over the minute he can. That's so screwed up. That's legitimately very, 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 very scary. 